0: you're listening to napa valley college now on napabroadcasting.com
1: thanks for joining us once again here at napabroadcasting.com our napa valley college now segment where we're going to talk about a show that is coming up in just a couple of days here at the performing arts center it is sister act and here to talk about it i'm joined by the artistic director of Napa Valley College's Performing Arts Center Jennifer King and Michael Ross who is the director of Sister Act. Thank you both so much for coming in. Thank
0: you for having us. It's a
1: pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. First of all Jennifer why Sister Act? There's always so many things you can choose from for these performances. How did you pick this one?
2: Well I think for one is um, we're trying to do more contemporary works and one of the things that we're doing as a um, performing arts centers are trying to draw um, larger audiences and since people are familiar with Sister Act and the music and the script is so funny I thought what better way to engage our public than with this wonderful <laughs> memory of what the musical once or what the uh, film was and then what it can be like on the stage and there's also something about the rejoicing that goes on that's perfect as we segue into the Christmas, <laughs> I mean, into the Easter holidays. There you know. go. <laughs> but truly, I think it's just it's a great work, and uh, I knew that Michael was itching to do something, and I just felt that. The timing of Michael being available and this work, it just seemed perfect. And I knew our students would love it.
1: And Michael, talk a little bit about what you've done, your career, and uh, what brought you here to this show.
0: Um, I What brought me here to this show was the chance to work with Jennifer and Napa Valley College. I have worked here as an actor um, in past years with Shakespeare Napa Valley and Napa Valley Conservatory Theatre, and was delighted to have the opportunity to actually direct something on the stage. I loved the thought of being able to work in the new performing arts space because it is technically just this marvel, and so it's fun as a director to get to use all the bells and whistles and play with everything that's available. Um, My history, a little bit of my history is I'm, I'm basically a freelance director, and so I work for... Uh, many different theater companies in Northern California, Um, Sixth Street Playhouse, Contra Costa Civic Theater, Napa Valley Playhouse, Lucky Penny, um, Speckles Performing Arts Center, or actually Speckles Theater Company, um, to name a few. And so... As I said, given the opportunity to direct here, I leapt upon it.
2: And I just want to interject right. is that uh, Michael was the artistic director, or is, of the Napa Valley Playhouse, which is now, was over in the River Park Center. Yes. And it did an incredible body of work. He was really trying to accomplish a professional level that we hadn't seen at the Valley. And I and I think he accomplished that. And then they booted you out with the big bulldozer, they didn't they? They did. They, they
0: bulldozed <laughs> the building down. No, not, me, not me personally, but the company. They were
2: redeveloping and now now it's a nomadic company and i just think that you know it's it's a privilege to have sort of be the first show in the valley that michael besides maybe the eight by tens that you where you've directed i
0: did yes yes this is is the first thing i've done here yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yes it's remarkable michael as you go through that list that there are so many i mean here in the bay area in the north bay in particular so many theaters so many venues
0: there are, uh, in Sonoma County alone, I forget what the exact number is, but it's some 30-some theater companies um, in Sonoma County. So the opportunities for live theater are plentiful, um, and I am excited to be a part of that.
1: And talk a little bit about Sister Act directing that. It's a large cast. It's a big production, a live orchestra, I understand.
0: It is. It's It's all of those things. Um, <laughs>
1: and, and more.
0: And more. Um, the... Part of what I enjoy about working in these situations or in, in these settings is is that it's a wonderful blend of community students, um, a little bit of seasoned uh, performers thrown in, and so you get many different levels of talent and many different levels of. No, we'll just yeah we'll keep it with talent. Many different levels of talent, or ability, um, or ability. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, And so I, for me, what I love watching are the people that are, that have a little bit of, um, Little bit of theater under their belt, reaching out and helping the people that are just starting out or this is their first show and just watching them say, Yes, this is how you know, try it this way or do it this way. Or, you know, not that they're giving them direction or anything like that, but just helping them figure out their, you know, how to navigate that, that, that course of, of putting a production on the stage. I also enjoy the familiar, the family aspect of, of working here. For instance, I have three generations of, um, Cast members. There's a grandmother, a mother, and a, and a granddaughter who are uh, all in the show. And then I also have a father and daughter who are working together, I think, on stage for the first time. Which is which really warms the cockles of my heart. That does me, does my heart good.
1: Jennifer, talk a little bit about how the cast comes together. Are they all theater students? Is it open to audition? For it's other open students? auditions.
2: We are a community college, and that really is reflected in the work that we do on our stage. So everyone can audition. Our students, uh, of course, well, everyone uh, enrolls in a class. Um, and can get college credit. Um, we now have a non-credit program for older adults, and they en- <laughs> oh, enroll in that. So we those, had a few of those. Yeah. So yeah. those, you know, those are the, you know may have really strong backgrounds, but may be older. Uh, I mean, I would be a perfect candidate for that. Uh, can and can participate along with our students who are starting out uh, their careers or starting out their academic life. And what's wonderful about theater is whether you go into it to be an actor. Um, and many of us start out saying, "Yeah, I want to be an actor. I want to. You know, that's what I want to do." But all the skills that you learn in the work with, on stage Absolutely. apply. Yes. I would say to every single job you'll ever have. Um, it it gives you confidence, builds self esteem. It teaches teamwork. Um, it, it teaches the importance of coming to together to accomplish a significant event. And also with the way the world is right now. It allows us to work out and problem solve on the spot and actually allow ourselves to be very, in very, very dangerous circumstances. If you're in an audience, you're believing that this is happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. And as actors, you're pretending that this is happening in front of you. But So you're in those dangerous circumstances, but you're absolutely safe. Yes. And so I think um, that that having a program that is as robust as ours and really is as strong as ours is is great for students. Um,
1: and is great for our Napa community at large. I'm surprised they want to be actors. I'm sure most of them really want to direct, right, Michael?
0: <laughs> um, actually, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I uh, did a career day up at St. Helena High School last Friday, and um, I basically threw the question out there, how many, of you, how many of you want to be directors? And there was not a single hand that was raised, and one of the boys wow. actually looked at me and said, I don't think that I am, what was the word that he used? I don't think I'm assertive enough to be a director. Which I thought was a very interesting choice, and and I know that as he navigates his journey through the the theater world he will find that directing is not necessarily always about being assertive
2: yeah it, there, it, you know it, i think that's interesting because i remember someone saying that because we all sort of come at it as performers at first and i remember i was with a shakespeare company i think i was 22 and the director said i really think you'd be a great director and i said oh i don't have that vision i don't have mm. that sense of scope, and I think just the more you're in the world yes. of theater, you see that, oh, I do have an inclination for that, and as uh, Patrick Dooley at Shotgun Players said to me, he's like, yeah, we all start out as actors. It's where we cut our teeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Michael, talk a little bit about directing something that's been a movie, it's been on stage before. I mean, you've got a lot of material raw material to work with. I
0: do. And interestingly interestingly enough, the thing that um, will draw people to the show is the thing that makes it a little bit difficult to put it on the stage right. because there are so many expectations. It is an iconic role that Whoopi Goldberg played. Um, so there are people, I think, who are going to look for the Whoopi-isms, for lack of a better term. Um, and I think that with Sister Act, as with so many other shows that are well-known, um, the actor who... Whoever, whichever actor is cast in that role brings their skill set to the role, and so what they create may not be exactly what Whoopi did, but it's certainly very genuine and real, and that's what we want to see on the stage.
2: And that's what we have with Majesty, who's playing yes, that role. She absolutely. absolutely sparkles, yes. and she brings her own energy that is just wonderful to experience. Yep. We don't need Whoopi. We have her. We got Majesty,
1: and <laughs> also right. we have the magic. And of talk this. about more of the cast.
0: Yeah, yeah I
2: mean that's what it was. the the cast. Um, it was interesting the other night. I went in for your music rehearsal, which is really really boring, um, but um, <laughs> not to some hit, people. <laughs> well, except just so much stopping and starting. That's yeah. why, as an outsider coming in, yeah. that's why I, I say that. But the um, Doctor Ivan Wilkes is back. She uh, retired in the spring, and she. Um, had a six month off. Away. She couldn't stay away, and she is back and listening to the voices on the stage. Uh, you, you, I realize that. Oh my goodness, this is a gifted mm-hmm. um, voice teacher, yep. and uh, they sound extraordinary. And so watching. the the execution by the singers, by the nuns, by the court, by everyone in those large numbers, completely focused, knowing what to do. As a teacher and as a theater artist, that's really exciting to see that level of discipline and rigor on our stage. Yes, And um, across the board, Everyone sounds really good. So it's one thing to oh, I have rigor, I have discipline, but then again to see the, the gotta, results of that. You've got to have something to back it up. Yeah, and it, right? it is it is literally <laughs> backed up. Yes. And then I had the great privilege. Now this play is set in the 1970s,
0: <laughs> which is another thing that attracted me to it because it is my era. Yeah,
2: and and it's just got all of that disco. I mean the the songs. You sort of recall that, that the, a couple of them do sound like great hits of the time. There's an homage to Barry White. It's fantastic. and Donna Summer. And Donna Summer, her. but there are these three students <laughs> that are sort of an homage to the Bee Gees, yeah. and or the what are some of the the stylistics? Some of those, those The Commodores. that use the, yeah, they yep, use the right, really exactly. high voices. The falsetto
0: voices and the choreo and you know the very choreographed moves, yes, while they're singing. It
2: is worth the price of admission.
0: Just to see those. three. Just to
2: see those three. <laughs> I mean, there are so many other things to see, but those three, <sighs> I, I I about fell on the floor. Yeah. I was about to leave and Michael said, you need to stay
0: you for this. Just another couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so it, and it's just a, it, and uh, what I love the most is we really try to create a happy environment for um, for people to create. Um, especially cast members who are giving up their time and are learning a lot. And things can be very stressful. Yes. It can be. The theater is stressful. There will never be enough resources. There will never be enough time. There will never be enough money. It, it I just mean, you could, have, you could
0: have a two-year rehearsal period, and you're still going to feel not, like you're not ready when you, you're Isn't opening night. Isn't that part of the excitement? It exactly. It's, <laughs> it's always absolutely. sort of a high-wire
1: yep. act. But yep. what,
2: what I this seems to be a trend here is how positive <laughs> – the cast and the crew remain, and I think it has to do a lot with the leadership of it. Michael there, uh, Matt Cowell, who's the technical director, um, Skipper Who's Skiyong, been a dreamboat to yeah, work yeah. with. Yeah. And Skipper, who's um, managing the costume shop, and all the volunteers. There's just something about that, knowing that everybody is doing the best they can, and there seems to be an honoring of that. And, you know, that's, that's hard in the theater. You don't always yeah. get that. Um, Dare I say, there could be a lot of drama behind the scenes. (laughs) And as someone who's heading up the department, given our challenges, it's really important to me that we leave the drama on the stage, but that we support each other backstage. And that means we have each other's back.
0: And we're in that week now where, uh, so we did our, our tech rehearsal last Saturday, and that's when you're adding all of the lighting and sound cues and all of that kind of stuff. And it just builds on that, and then you add in you know the, the full orchestra, and then you add in costumes, and so every day there's a new layer thrown at the actors. And they're, they've all just been truly amazing individuals at accepting all of this, and... What I keep thinking through the whole thing is what I've heard from when I was a very young man in in, in working in the arts is trust the process. Trust the process. And that's really what I, I get across to my cast is that everything will work out. Everything will be okay. It may not look like it right now, but you will all figure out how to make this work. And, and that's the beauty of seeing a show come together by opening night everyone has figured out i need to stand 2 inches to the left to get so that this bench can move by me blah 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 it's just it's a it's a very wonderful experience for first timers and for seasoned professionals you see the
2: importance of why someone like michael is so vital to the leadership um, of this particular piece with young people seasoned people but to mm. to 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 bring that level of Um, inspired acceptance um, is is, is really important to what we do, and he's got it in spades.
1: And how long is the process? When do you start beginning to cast and put all this together?
0: We started talking about this about a year ago. Uh we started because talking about Michael. you. she was like definitely, you know, casting her, her net. Um, so we started talking about it about a year ago and then things start to fall into place as far as you know who your design team is going to be, and then you start the actual audition process, which was last October, I think. Yes. October, November. Um, we started rehearsals mid-January, and so the actual rehearsal period has been very short. It's it's basically a six-week rehearsal period to put you know forty people on a stage to do a you know fully fleshed-out musical,
1: and boy, have they done it! Yeah. And Jennifer, talk a little bit about the theater itself. It's certainly a far cry from the old theater yes, downstairs yeah, yeah, in yeah, this yeah, building.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we are. It's, it's a privilege to work in the yes, space. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it is. Um, A wonderful place for music. Uh, It really was designed to be an awesome place for music and for spectacle. And because of our fly system, um, we are able to do things that other theaters in the Valley don't do or can't do. The Lincoln Theater has a fly space, but they they don't do as much theater. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not quite sure.
0: They don't produce. They don't Uh, produce. They bring in. so
2: we're we're actually the only company in the Valley uh, beyond Lucky Penny, uh, and I think the new company, Valley Players, that produces from the ground up. Everything we do um, is handcrafted just like the winemakers in our region. Ooh, nice
0: come around. Yeah, (laughs) and 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 so what's really interesting
2: about that is that, yeah, we've got this huge fly system and all these resources, and we create worlds for the – That sort of serves as our skeleton, and the flesh of it is whatever production we're doing. Um, And so Matt Cal, who's our technical director, who was my student many years ago. (laughs) uh, And who I
0: worked with at the Lincoln Theater many years ago. ago, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Anyway, he um, is is just this incredible person for young people and teaching them entertainment technology. So we talk a lot about what happens with the actors being on the stage, but there's a whole – uh, show that's going on behind with people running um, the spots and people running the light board and people yes. running the sound board and people running back and forth and doing the um, rail system. Yes. Um, it, it just, a large space like that requires a large staff and our students step up under really, really great instruction.
1: Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about some of the things that, that maybe you can talk about that are coming down the road. Some oh, absolutely. Are, well, uh, I
2: can can tell you that we're in the works uh, for planning 2018-19. I can't say much more than that because one of the things we have to do early on is make sure that the works, the properties are available. And so right now we've we've got things out where we're asking if we can have the rights to do certain projects. And let me tell you this way. If we said that we were doing a project and they got wind that we had said it, we could lose the rights. So I have to be really... What I can tell you is um, in April we are doing the Emergence Festival, which is a festival of new work. Mm -hmm. New work created by our students, staff, and faculty. And that dovetails nicely with the open house, the Napa Valley College open house. So in our studio theater, the 11th and 12th at... um, Excuse me, the... Twelfth and thirteenth at seven o'clock, and fourteenth at two p.m. Um, audiences can experience um, a variety of pieces um, written by the people here at Napa Valley College. They usually have to do with the issues of today or what's on the hearts of those students, staff, and faculty. And it's last year we inaugurated the the um, the, the workshop or the um, series, and it was it was one of the things that I am most proud of because there was. Just such bravery on stage, such incredible talent, and um, such humanity. And so we're looking forward to bringing that back. Um, in August, we will be bringing um, Shakespeare back. Uh, we are doing As You Like It at Places to Be Determined. I'm leaving here to meet with one of those places. Um, we're also going to be doing it in an association with the Prague Shakespeare Company. Um, I've developed a relationship with them over the last couple of years, and they are actually, they've got this wonderful. Um, version of As You Like It, which doesn't really deviate from the script, but there's just some wonderful things in it, and we're going to be using their sort of adaptation. Um, And then we've got a whole music series that is happening, (laughs) things going on in the Lincoln with our chorale. Um, We're going to have a the orchestra will be performing in April, as well the our wind ensemble. And then we'll be closing our year with uh, yet another performance by our um, Men and Women's Chorale. So there's a lot that goes on in the Performing Arts Center. And I'm happy to say that music and theater and film studies are going <laughs> strong.
1: And how have theater students changed in all these years that you've both been doing this? What do you think? Ooh, um, I want to speak ahead, to the yeah.
2: building <laughs> itself. Uh-huh is that when we were over in the Little Theater, which, you know, I'm I, uh, very nostalgic about the work in the Little Theater, but there was not, I talk about, you know, theater requires incredible discipline. It does. And when I started teaching here, I've never met such undisciplined students. They just, that wasn't part of their culture. Uh, they just, that, that's not who they were. And, I, and hmm. I can't pinpoint why. I know that I tried my darndest to change it when we moved in the building, it changed everything.
1: Hmm.
2: It, it's like the students recognized that there had been an investment in them, or they they had given the they had attached a value to the building itself, and suddenly rose up. So my acting classes are completely different than they ha- were um, when I taught in the little theater. There's just a level of discipline that the students are inhabiting, and it, the same thing happens in production. Now, you still get a few that you know aren't like that. You know, you're at you're the community college. No, you're, you're, you're not at community college. You're with college students. Right. It happens everywhere. My friend ran the program at Notre Dame. College students are the same everywhere, particularly theater students. Yep. Um, but I will say across the board, I'm very grateful for that building, for what it has done to the morale of the students, and as a result – they are performing
1: better and Michael what's your experience
0: I would say that with the advent of social media um, and the availability just the availability of material um, what I see are younger people who are coming in with more knowledge than I was armed with at their age I, I should say more n- Uh, a broader knowledge, maybe not specifically more knowledge, but a broader knowledge. They've been exposed to a broader array of of live theater experiences they have been able to see on YouTube or or wherever. There are are so many different um, outlets. And so I find that the students by the time, the young people by the, I don't necessarily work with students all the time, so Mm -hmm. I will use the word young people. By the time I get the young people, they've already, they're, they're I worked with a seven-year-old last year who could run circles around me as far as musical theater went. And I would mention a show, and he would say, well, you know, which, which version are you talking about? Was it the 89 revival or the blah, blah, blah? So I'm just saying the kids are, the kids who are getting, and the young people who are getting involved are getting involved because th- there's such a passion there. It's not just, oh, that looks like fun. I mean, these kids, when they come into the program, are just they're, they're so passionate about what they're doing, great. and I love seeing that.
1: Jennifer, the dates, the performances, the times for Sister Well, Act. we're
2: opening this Friday. Uh, we run uh, Friday and Saturday uh, at 7 o'clock. That's a time change for us to make it more family-friendly and actually our audience-friendly. And then 2 o'clock on Sundays for the next three weekends.
0: Yes. Very good. Did you mention the Saturday matinees?
2: Um, I'm not going to mention those at this okay. point.
1: Okay. Hey. All right. <laughs> Jennifer King, Michael Ross, Sister Act, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much.
0: You're listening to Napa Valley College now
1: on NapaBroadcasting.com, the online radio home of Napa Valley College.